Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. This is Corey welcoming you back to another edition of the LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if any of the stories are of interest to you, you can head on over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find a written version of the Roundup with links to all of this week's stories. Let's jump into our first piece of the week. LGBT centers create virtual oases. The Bay Area Reporter examined how LGBT centers are working to build community and offer essential services, even while many have closed their doors around the country to prevent the spread of COVID-19. With few options to connect to other LGBT folks or people in general, the centers and their clients say that virtual support groups, telehealth therapy sessions, and just getting a phone call are more important than ever to help people stay connected to a community. If you're interested in finding out what a local LGBT center near you is up to, you can head on over to Centerlink's directory, um, which includes centers nationwide, and that is available at lgbtcenters.org. Next up, a special report on COVID-19 and LGBT communities. Fenway Health published a report on special considerations for LGBT people, as well as people living with HIV, with respect to COVID-19. They note that LGBT people are more likely to have a history of many conditions that could make you more susceptible to COVID-19 infection or uh, complications if you do contract COVID-19, and those conditions include things like cancer, tobacco use, and HIV. They also say that the social isolation that many are practicing could have a negative mental health effect on LGBT folks, many of whom already struggle to find a community. They may not have immediate family members who share their identity or who are even in contact with them. We also know that LGBT folks are less likely to be partnered. They're less likely to have children. So really, while the social isolation is great for uh, slowing the spread of the virus, it's really negative um, for mental health. And uh, that's why I think the previous story on LGBT centers is so important because, you know, offering something virtual that people can participate in Um, is very important when we can't connect as a community in person. Next up, substance use varies among LGBT populations. This story doesn't relate to COVID-19 for a change, and it actually is looking at data from the PRIDE study, um, which is a very interesting um, first-of-its-kind nationwide study that's been ongoing to increase our knowledge about LGBT health. So researchers found that 51% of LGBT folks binge drink, 39.8% have used marijuana, and 19.7% have used other drugs within the past year. However, there were big differences between subgroups. For example, asexual individuals had lower rates of binge drinking and marijuana use, while queer participants had higher use of marijuana than did the baseline, which in this case was lesbian women. The results show that substance use issues vary a lot between subgroups within the LGBTQ community, which is why, you know, the PRIDE study and other research that's going on is so important because the more uh, LGBTQ folks we include in research, the more we can hone in on specific groups and specific identities and see how there really are different um, health needs within those uh, subpopulations in our broader community. 
In our next story, HIV conferences carrying on online. AIDS 2020 announced that its 23rd annual conference, scheduled to happen in San Francisco in July, would be modified to a virtual event due to the prohibition on large events as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. To me, this is, um, you know, something that's really sad that we see happening, but also there's a silver lining, which is that for a lot of folks, you know, who may not be able to travel to San Francisco, having an online event means that everyone uh, can participate from, our, from around the world. So I personally was not able to go to San Francisco, but I'm looking forward to trying to participate in the conference virtually. Meanwhile, the HIV 2020 conference um, has been scheduled uh, also this summer in Mexico. That's also been canceled, but the organizers of that conference are looking to put that online as well. Both conferences noted the importance of addressing COVID-19 among people living with HIV who may be at higher risk for COVID-19 related health problems. Next up, Senators call for end to blood ban. The Washington Blade reported on a letter issued by six senators that called for an end to the ban on gay and bisexual men giving blood. This used to be a total ban, and then during the Obama administration, it was changed to a ban on all um, men who have sex with men unless they've been celibate for the last year, which you know doesn't apply to the majority of gay and bisexual men. Experts say that the U.S. is on the verge of a blood shortage as the COVID-19 pandemic has reduced donations and the health system is flooded with patients. The letter from these senators says that the ban also, um, in addition to contributing to the shortage, contributes to stigma, which is something that now more than ever we should be working on reducing. And finally for this week, HIV resources galore. The CDC published an online toolkit for its Let's End HIV Together campaign. It includes images and sample texts on topics like stigma, testing, and PrEP. Meanwhile, in addition to FAQs released by the CDC on COVID-19 concerns for people living with HIV, which I had shared previously on an edition of the Roundup, the government also recently published FAQs for Ryan White programs um, in the midst of the pandemic, and the Department of Health and Human Services released interim guidance for serving people living with HIV during the pandemic. Well, that does it for another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. If you're interested in any of the stories that we just shared, or you want to get your hands on those new Frequently Asked Questions or the Let's End HIV Together uh, online toolkit, just go over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where you will find a written edition of this podcast with links to all of that and more. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in next week for another edition of the Roundup.